What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 87.0. And uh, we uh, we had some technical issues. We recorded for about 15 minutes, talked a lot, and nobody else... Everybody but my voice, or nobody but my voice, was being recorded. So, we're going to redo this again. We all know how devastating it is, and takes the wind out of our sails, but that's okay. We are doing Two Human. Today I have with me Anthony. Yeah. And Matt. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, thank God. The fear was in me. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, and Matt, and then nothing. It was silent. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Two Human. Silicon Knights uh, game uh, for the Xbox 360 exclusive Published by Microsoft Game Studios, uh, came out in 2008. Uh, had a really long development time. Originally supposed to be a PlayStation One game on, in 1999, then moved to the GameCube, and now on the 360. So, our history. Let's go back over our history again, which was mainly what we talked about. Uh, Anthony, yours was short. What was your history with Two Human? I don't like Dennis Dyack, and I never played this game until now. <laughs> and Matt? I wish I would have played this game as a PS1 game. I wish it had come out as a PS1 game. I think it would have been a pretty good game at that point, depending on what it looked like at that time. But it didn't, and I did not really have any exposure to it until it came out. And even then, it was only a desire to play it because I like their previous games. I adore Legacy of Kane. It might be one of my most started games ever because as much as I love the game, I really love the first like half hour of it. And I've probably played it 20 times easily. Um, but I love that game. I love Eternal Darkness. And, you know, Metal Gear Solid is Metal Gear Solid, so... That's quite the track record for me. Um, and then this game came out. I missed it because I didn't have a 360. And then I just kind of immediately backburnered it because and figured I'd get to it at some point. Hmm. And that point is now. There you go. And uh, my history was um, I started working in the game industry uh, as far as doing reviews and podcasts and stuff like that in 2007. So... I was following a lot of gaming then, so it was right during the height of me getting into games, not just playing them, but like paying attention to the developers and the people who were behind the games. And Dennis Dyack was, as Anthony put it, an asshole. Um, as I, put I, no, it, I, to be fair, I didn't put it that way. He made it that way. That's true. Um, Everybody put it that way. He was very vocal about Too Human, and uh, he was uh, a big poster on NeoGAF at the time, and uh, he kind of just jumped on everybody. People were saying the game looked kind of bad, and then he's like, just wait till it comes out, and then it came out, and people were like, I don't like how this controls, and he's like, you're playing it wrong, and it was just back and forth. This guy is... This guy will jump on you if you don't like his stuff. But um, 
yeah, I game flight it, didn't buy it. Game flight it, played through it, thought it was okay. I didn't think it was bad. <laughs> Honestly, <coughs> excuse me. I don't think this is a bad game. I think it's just f- f- for the hype and for how long this was in development. It just didn't live up to the hype. And it's a very uneven game. Yeah. How, how would you say that, Matt? I, I would say it's uneven because, like, the. I, I think the game looks fine. I think the setting is really cool. I think the, the backdrops and, you know, where, where you go is pretty cool. But the. The actual gameplay was a little strange to me. And then the level design and what you actually do as you play through these kind of cool backdrops is horrendously boring. Yes. And so, you know, it, it, it's a lot of like, I would have like a minute or two of a lot of fun. Like if I was, if I was in a battle and all of the enemies were positioned in just the right place where I was kind of bouncing between them, I had a lot of fun with the, with the battle, I guess. I mean, there still wasn't a lot of strategy to it, but it, you know, at least it was a little bit more active and a little bit, a little bit more engaged. You know, if I'm at least picking and bouncing and off of enemies to to hack them, you know, dodging some of those some of the missiles. So I did have moments of fun, but there's a lot of slogs, a lot of slow boring parts, and a lot of my character kind of standing there half attacking and half just not doing anything and kind of either mid animation or the game doesn't know what enemy to lock onto. So even like the, the combat itself was a bit up and down. I think the graphics are a bit up and down. The the whole thing to me was just a little bit uneven, I think. Okay. I, so let's just talk about the combat itself. Um, we'll get into the story stuff later, but, um, so the combat is all handled with the right stick. So much like a twin stick shooter, you your character kind of locks on to an enemy, and if you push the right stick, he then rushes to that enemy and attacks them. You can also shoot pistols or guns or whatever uh, by holding the triggers down and aiming at an enemy. But there is a little bit more to it than just holding the stick at an enemy. You can kind of like double tap the stick to do like an air juggle kind of thing. and So there is some kind of like combo um i guess attempts that you can go for um and then on top of that this game is also a loot driven game kind of like diablo where you have like named loot uh for like helmet chest piece boots uh different types of weapons they all have different color tiers to them um but it's still a very linear game. Uh, so yeah. there's not much. I mean, there is some exploration, but it just leads to like a, basically what is a, a loot chest, essentially. Kill so, all the enemies and you get an item. Yeah. So, and and I found that like the loot drops being so random can really just sort of break the game. <laughs> like I got something way too early, I think that I could use that does way too much damage. And I'm like, well, this removes all difficulty in this combat. 
I'm not upset. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. So. So it seemed a little weird. It doesn't seem like there is any difficulty in the combat because you can never really die. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Um, it was weird. I don't have an issue with the right stick being the combat, but it's clear that the combat... The combat portions of the game and the exploration, with uh, air quotes, um, are two different sections, so I'm not sure why the right stick couldn't move the camera when not in combat. Yeah. You know, like, just walk over to the, the gem and then press a button to interact, like, and smash it. You know, like, it, it just, it's so... And then the fact that they didn't tell you how to change the camera viewing option until, like, 40 minutes into the game. I was like, really? I think that would have made this a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what we were alluding to, is that since the right stick is used for combat, you don't have full control over the camera. So there's plenty of times I'm slashing enemies that aren't even on screen, or I'm getting hit by enemies that aren't on screen. Um, and that was one of the biggest complaints for reviewers and players alike was, you know, like the camera is the, the big boss of this game. <laughs> um, the other big complaint was Matt talked about it was the Valkyrie. So instead of dying, you, when you die, a Valkyrie comes down out of the sky, picks Balder up and lifts him up to Valhalla. And then you basically just kind of respawn. Sometimes it's in the same room. Sometimes it's outside of the room, I guess, depending on a checkpoint. Uh, but the enemy's health stays the same. So if you're fighting a boss and you get killed, the boss's health doesn't like regenerate or anything. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So it's just like, it kind of just takes, uh, you can just whittle a boss until it dies and who cares if I die? Yeah. It's not how, how good do you have to be or what pattern do you have to memorize to take them out? It's just, how many lives does it take to get through his life? Yeah. And so it's, uh, and then that Valkyrie thing, I got sick. I see in it. It um, is slow too. Yeah. It's very slow. Same music every time, same cut scene every time. It's just, uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the other, I guess that's pretty much all of the game itself is just running through dungeons. Um, there's some exploration, a few things that have to do with like solving puzzles by going through to another, the other realm, the, the Nord's realm. So I, I've been saying some, some proper nouns and people are probably confused if they've never heard of this game Too human, uh, revolves around Norse mythology but it's set in a world where it's almost like highly technical, technically advanced. Uh, I wouldn't even say futuristic. It's more like science fiction, like Blade Runner times 10 kind of thing. Uh, and I guess they explain that magic exists because of technology. Um, and you play as Balder, who is one of the Norse gods. And, um, yeah, uh, he's, 
he gets he well, the opening cutscene has him at a bar uh and a giant clearly clearly tired from making gates all day <laughs> oh man that chuckles all the, that joke deserved thanks dad <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah um he comes into a bar and the bar gets attacked by a giant robot looking gorilla that is grabbing people and eating them by throwing them in in his chest that's made of saw blades uh also this is there's no gore in this game because it's rated t for teen so no blood no nothing like that um but uh balder sees this monster and is like these monsters never come out this far towards civilization also they don't eat people so i need to investigate this and that's basically where the story begins and through the game you're getting cutscenes of basically what led up to this um so you get to see all the other gods you know um thor and uh freya and all these other uh norse gods but they're all like part of this large corporation uh so it's it's strange this world they're still considered gods yeah but they're clearly just like enhanced humans yeah so and it sounds like there's only i think i read like a million people left on earth and they're all in a walled city so um protected by these gods i guess yeah uh, so I, I, I didn't make it as far as Matt did, uh, and I don't want to spoil it for Matt because I assume you're probably going to go back and finish this. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to finish this. Okay. So I won't, I won't spoil it because, uh, I mean, this was one of those things where we played it, like, I know Anthony played it for about an hour. Uh, I put it probably about three or four hours into it. So. I put about six, six and a half, I'd say, and six and a half or seven. Yeah. I mentioned say I don't hate this, but I, I also thought it was going to install. And for some reason, like, used to, if I took something off of online and added it, it was like, oh, yeah, we'll install it to your three, uh, Xbox One. And then it just hasn't for the last couple times. So, yeah. Yeah, I actually had a bit of a problem there because long ago we talked about downloading this game when it was free on Xbox Live. And I had downloaded it, but I, I've been having issues with my 360 not reading discs. I also haven't had it connected to the internet in years. So when I when I realized that I had to connect it to the internet in order to download this game, it it had a bit of a rough time. I had lots of things to download, patches and such. But I finally was able to get this game, and it's nice even if the disk drive is screwed, I can still play Too Human. So I will definitely be finishing this because I don't have to worry about my optical drive working. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what else to talk about with this game, to be honest with you. Um, it's not a bad game. I think the the issue is that there's a major flaw in the logic used. I understand what they were going for with the controls, but when you like this is this was a is, problem is that was solved. To it? 
I mean, if I have one question about the controls, is there any skill to the, the game? No. No. Did you look at the advanced controls, Matt? In the menu? I did not. Okay. There's a, In I the menus, not. there is a section that tells you the advanced controls. So... There are a few extra things that you can do with the right stick to like start air juggles and stuff like that. But all it does is just kind of slightly spice up the combat. You can completely go through this game by tilting your stick at an enemy until they die. Yeah, well, if you can't die, that's really all you need to do. Exactly. And it's not, it's, it's not set up to encourage any kind of combos or skill or timing none of that so clearly that's not what they were going for but it it does weirdly make it a vanilla type of game you can't even button mash there's no buttons to mash yeah yeah i my my biggest issue though is that like this was the camera and stuff like these were issues we solved on the ps1 you know the system that this was supposed to originally come out on and that they they went a whole console generation and then still, like, come, like, you know, Xbox 360 time, they still somehow made a mistake like that. Like, that's not, doesn't make any sense to me at all. Well, according to Dennis Dyack, you're playing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Dyack, yeah, look, everybody should go read, I'm not going to read it on here. Uh, everybody should go look up on Kotaku. If you just search Kotaku X-Men, um, now it, where is it? It just disappeared. Um, X-Men Destiny. It's, uh, the article's called, What Went Wrong with Silicon Knights X-Men Destiny? And it's from October 26, 2012. And it is, <laughs> well, it's sorted, filed to development hell. So, yeah, it's a long read. It's uh, pretty interesting to see how that um, how that company worked. Um, it's a mess. He's a mess. Like I'm pretty sure HR was his wife, which is always great. Mm. Um, it. I think in that article, actually, is where they mentioned that, like, Nintendo sent someone to uh, look at Silicon Knights when they were making uh, Metal Gear Solid. Um, yeah, they talk about Dyak being absentee uh, director. Um, I think another interesting thing to bring up is that... Uh, Dennis Dyack, with his large fucking mouth, um, decided that he was going to take on Epic. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that this game, like, you don't own a collector's copy, but that was the... the they they destroy, destroy, had to destroy extra copies of uh, this game because... Um, the way the Unreal Engine was used was deemed illegal or something like that. They were using, uh, they they were using an unfinished version of it. Okay. And, like, I don't think it would have been as big of an issue if 
Dennis Dyack didn't come out and, like, blame Epic for a bunch of stuff. Well, he sued them, didn't he? Yeah, I think he sued them. They yep. they won. Yeah. yeah. That's a surprise. I mean, yeah. it, this, this, this game is something else. Like, it just, like, in terms of, like, the, the game's fine, it's just the amount of drama that surrounds it because of the fucking uh, director. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember... He's the, he's the, he's the, the epitome of why, like, auteurs should not exist. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like, he's the reason why, because, like, get a little bit of ego and they think they're great and it's like your studio does a lot of carrying your weight <laughs> plain and simple yeah i um i do remember playing the 360 version of this game and it freezing my xbox constantly never had a single oh, problem great. out of it on my xbox 1 so I I just remember I was like, man, this game is poorly optimized because it would just like freeze sometimes and and just like it, it had some major like graphical issues. But I don't know what happened. Maybe they patched it. Maybe they maybe the Xbox One is just handling it better. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't had any issues with it yet on the 360. Yeah. So but, maybe it was patched. I did have issues with the levels though, being long and boring. And the same? Holy crap. And the same? Like, th- this game would have benefited, I think, a lot from having shorter levels. It's already got hu- a hub world. So if if there was even a mild amount of you need to do a couple of things to figure out where your next mission is and then go do it, and it was shorter and there were more of them instead of a few long ones, uh, this game would have been a bit more interesting, I think. Because yeah. you might have had a bit more character interaction in and around trying to find your new levels. Yeah, that's that was. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like the levels were giant, they're empty, and they reuse the same corridors. Like even in the yeah. first level, like that part where you're you and, go down some yeah. stairs, that happened twice, and I'm just like, what? I thought I had backtracked on accident. Yep. And what's the point of the hub world? To to really? go to run and see a cutscene and then go back. And it's not just a hub world, it's a giant freaking hub world with like multiple floors. Yeah, like there there should be a lot there. Now have either of you ever played a game called Ghost Hunter? No. Okay, it's a PS2 game that has the same issue. It has a hub world, <laughs> and then you you act, they actually stop sending you to the hub world. They just send you. <laughs> They're like, okay, I'm like, finish a level, go back to the hub world. I'm like, cool. Go uh, finish a level, go back to the hub world. Cool. Finish a level, next level. Wait, what? <laughs> they just are like, yeah, no, we we know better. <laughs> so they stop sending you back to the hub world. <laughs> but it's the same thing. You go, you go, and like what was disappointing with that game is that, um, like you could see the ghosts you captured because it was totally Ghostbusters. Um, it's uh, that game's pretty good, but yeah, yeah. It just when you said that, like, why is there a hub world? Yeah, I know that. 
feeling. I have never heard like, of this game, but I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Ghost Hunter? Yeah. Uh, it's a weird publishing story. Um, uh, sorry, I'm... Because like Which Sony one? published it in I think the UK, but Namco yeah, North but North America, yeah, like the European box art is blue and I think mine is brownish. There's some pretty good horror segments like fighting. Well, shit on the Wikipedia it even shows you the the giant gator from the first area. Um, it's neat. It's a neat. It's a neat title. Once again, it just reminds me that I wish they had a Supernatural video game. Yeah. Which they kind of do. There's one on Steam. It's not super... It's it's the closest thing I think you can get to Supernatural, and it's called uh, Hell Sign. Yeah, I have that on my uh, wish list. It is a isometric, almost like a twin-stick shooter Diablo-type game where you have to investigate hauntings or Supernatural stuff figure out what it is, and then go hunt it. And I'm like, that's kind of like Supernatural. But yeah. Uh, sorry, we're, we're not talking about too human. There's nothing, I don't have anything to talk about. That's just, I think, the biggest issue with this game is that it probably was hyped up long before, and then uh, came out and was boring. At, at worst. The game made a, a, a first a good first impression on me, but like the setting, I thought was cool. I you know I, I like the visuals. I like the you know the techno Norse gods, you know somewhat metal. I guess you might say. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's about where it ended. It kind of went downhill as soon as I started playing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the bigger question is: is where does this fit on our list? Oh, yeah, I forgot to do that. Give me a second here. I don't think it's a bad game. No. It's fine. It's... it's. It would end up being probably number four on my list. Oh, no. I'm going to put it... It's my It's my number seven. So that, that's it's, I know that it's no, above seven, what huh? and lo- below what. Okay, uh, so it's above damnation, mm-hmm. below eat lead. Okay. Um, that could change because I probably will go and play some more Too Human just to see. Um, but in the like, I criticized eat lead for sort of not taking risks. And I feel like you got the too human is yeah too human is the uh, is like too many risks taken here, uh, throwing us into lore that is just existent and then do, then explaining it through flashbacks. Lame. Just let me like that's not a natural way to do anything. So. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I, I kind of agree. To me, it's... I, I would compare it a bit to Eat Lead. 
quality-wise for me, I, I don't know. I, I'm having a tough time with this one because... It doesn't help that he looks I, like Matt Hazard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Set with some... some it's like somebody shattered Bio his face. Matt Hazard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't dislike this game, but I don't think there's any part of the game itself that I liked. Okay. Like it, this is this is the kind of game where if I look at the cover, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to I want to play this. Even if I've been burned, like I might pick this up in two years and be like, oh yeah, that looks pretty cool. I should play this game. And then dislike it. It's it's clearly above. Like so, looking at my list, I've clearly got a bottom end. Like my bottom six games, I just did not like. Everything above that, I liked to some degree. Right. So, for me, the, the bottom end there is The Quiet Man, Mind Jack, Sonic 06, Unearthed, Secret Service, and far down that list, Perfect Weapon. <laughs> Everything else I enjoyed, you know, to a greater or lesser degree. And this game, I, I, for me, kind of sits in between those two. I, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, at the bottom of the games that I would deem acceptable, I've got Eat Lead and Terminator. To me, it's kind of around those games. It's kind of the opposite of, of those games, because I feel like those games just aren't polished enough. And what happens when I play it is I'm, I'm enjoying myself until I get to a part that's too difficult. You know, and it spikes a little bit, and I'm like, ah, oh, this game's broken. You're, really, yeah, you know, I just haven't been paying enough attention to get good at it, I guess. But this game is the opposite because there's no point where it really gets hard because it doesn't matter if you die. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, I don't think it's polished, but it's not broken in the same way that some of the other games are at all. I don't know. I guess I'd have to put it at, for now I'd have to put it at ninth. Maybe that'll change once I play the rest of it. Cause I definitely will finish this game. Yeah. Well, there It'll go. be ninth out of fifteen. Okay, so about in the middle. I yeah, could t- I could take it or leave. Thirds it. of the way down, I'd say. Yeah, I could take it or leave it. To be honest with you, I've played this game before. It's okay. In two thousand eight, it was okay. Now it's kind of dated, but so um, no, we do have an email. I did actually. I have one one thing before that. I did actually have my 360 read my Call of Juarez disc. Oh, really? So I put about an hour and a half into it. Yep. But I want to I want to refrain from any further comments until I get some more time. I'm hoping it'll at least catch one or two more times, and I can get uh, enough playtime into it to make make an opinion, form an opinion. Okay, sure. But the, I, I did get to play it once. The the problem Matt, is that you're playing the solo. Yeah, and that game is ten times better multiplayer. Yeah, I, I can see that. But uh, uh, the the other thing I did want to bring up, uh, I forgot to mention, um, you can select the class at the beginning of the game. What class did you guys go with? I'm on with the hammer. And what better defense? Uh, defender. Sure. 
I went with the bog standard guy, whatever he's called. I'd call him a commando. Champion. Yep. And I went to the full spectrum all the way to the most aggressive guy. I play the berserker. So. And, and Matt. Did you play a different class the first time? Did you, is there a lot of difference? I could not even tell you. I can't, I can't remember what I played. So Matt, uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you, I know Anthony didn't make it to it, but did, uh, when you got the choice of becoming more human or more cybernetic, which did you choose? More cybernetic. There you go. Me too. Because it said cybernetic means you do more damage. I'm going to be damage. a god. I'm going to go full god. Yeah. You do more damage whenever you choose cybernetic. If you See choose, what happens. If you choose more human, you you have better combo capabilities. I'm like, who cares about combos? I get those anyway. What if I become more human than a human? Then what happens? Then you become too human. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go full circle here. <laughs> full circle. Um, so, um, we did get an email. Uh, this one comes in from Josh and it says, Hey there, I'm Josh. And I recently found the show about three months ago. I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, only a few problems, but no need getting into that. None of my friends play the games I do. And I currently, uh, am not able, uh, to get internet. So I have no one to chat with about JRPGs and such. And I know last year, uh, was the year of the JRPG. I guess what I'm asking is, would it be weird to ask you if you wanted to occasionally talk about JRPGs? Uh, so, um, I'd love to talk about... a good about, intermission topic. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. That's a good intermission topic where we could sit and talk about JRPGs. I love JRPGs. Yeah. They're just hard to do for this show because the year of the JRPG had four games. They're very long. Yes, they are very long, but um, guaranteed, Josh, we will t- have a intermission show just for you, talking about JRPGs, uh, what are our favorites, what are, what are the ones we hate, whatever. And uh, but we'll we'll definitely do that for you. But yeah, that's going to be. But I mean, Twitter always exists too. That's true. I mean, he's obviously sent the email, um, so I mean, you can always talk to us on Twitter. We give it out at the end of every show for a reason, and I'm pretty do. sure all of us like talking video games. Yeah. So. That's just that's what I'm about to get into. The uh, the you can tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS, and Anthony is at Intersect. M T R S K T. There you go. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, but yeah, if you'd like to tweet to us, uh, if you have a Twitter account. Feel free to ask, ask them some questions there. I'll gladly talk to you about them. But, uh, yeah, we'll definitely do an intermission show for you, talking about JRPGs. That'll be a fun one. Um, if you would like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. Uh, and what is our next game, guys? So the next on our list is Aliens Colonial Marines. But... That means that we'll have only two weeks until Halloween. Do we want to not do aliens so we can do deadly premonition? I I say we postpone aliens. Okay. Yeah. So let's say let's let's put it this way: we'll do deadly premonition next. Matt, you're going to do Nanorimo. 
Uh, we'll do our November stuff. And then, when we come back in December, I know we have Ride to Hell on there. I'm sure we're going to do one week of Ride to Hell and say, let's do yeah. Aliens next. <laughs> yeah, well, then I think we should do Aliens first. Have and a week do... of Aliens. And then do Ride to Hell and go, that's it for this year. Big <laughs> fuck. That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We've finally been broken yep. by the worst of the worst. I, you know what? You may be right. I think I, I Ride to Hell may dethrone Sonic 06 for me. I don't think it will, but it may. Oh, oh it will. We'll see. So, I mean, Sonic has moments where you're like, okay, so there's there's moments of a good game here. What happened? It's not Ride to Hell is not that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So the next the next game we will be doing, and we're we're gonna do two weeks of it because well, why not? We're gonna do um, two weeks of Deadly Premonition. That'll be our. It next is a week. Halloween special. That's our Halloween special. Uh, with uh, was it uh, Agent um. York Francis York Morgan Francis York Morgan Skulder and Mully I think right Skulder and Mully <laughs> There you go So yeah we'll be doing that next Um that, that's it We're going to get out of here Until next time I am Drew And I'm Matt And I'm Anthony And we're gone Hope you guys have a great week and we'll be back next week with the beginning of Deadly Premonition.